Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Amen. Are y'all ready to get into the word for a few moments? And then we're gonna we're gonna uh, partake at the Lord's table. It's gonna be awesome. Let me just pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for this Father's Day. Lord, I just thank you what you're about to do in all of us, God, as, uh, as we continue to take steps, Lord, into being one, God, into being one house under you in unity in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Look at this, Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. Jesus has been casting out demons and healing people and the Pharisees are accusing him of, of casting out demons by Beelzebul or the chief demon. And so D- Jesus says, look, if it, but if it is by the spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. He said, you know, a kingdom divided against itself can't stand. He says, so, so look, if it is by the spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds, everybody say binds. Remember, we've been talking about that. We talked about that last week. Prohibits, binding and loosing, prohibiting and allowing unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Then look what Jesus says. Whoever is not with me is against me. Whoever does not gather with me scatters. Here's what Jesus is saying. In the kingdom of God, in God's house, in God's family, in in his kingdom, there's no neutral ground. There's no neutral ground. If you're not with me, then you're against me. If you're not gathering with me, you're scattering people away from me. There's no middle ground. And here's what you need to understand. I'm talking about for us, for our house, I'm specifically talking to fathers and to men. Here's the thing. In your house, okay, where you have jurisdiction, in our house as a church where we have jurisdiction, we are the strong men. And nothing can come into our house unless we are bound. Are you following me? But if we will choose to be surrendered to Jesus, we truly can walk in this position of God's anointing where we are strong. We're not strong. It's not talking about physical strength. It's not talking about anything like that. The reason that we are strong is because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And I'm here to declare to you today that what are, I'm declaring to you today, listen, Whatever's going on in your house, you're allowing. Whatever's happening in your life, it's because you've permitted it. This is what Jesus is saying. How how can your house be overtaken unless the strong man is bound? Then a thief can come in and plunder his house. Men, here's what I want to tell you today. The fathers, and and it's it's to mothers too. I'm going to get into that in, in the second but just follow me here today. It's fathers, it's spiritual fathers of this house and of our homes. We have to understand that there's no neutral ground 
And if you aren't all the way with Jesus, you are gonna allow yourself to be bound and you're gonna allow the enemy to plunder your house. And I wanna declare to you today from our heavenly father and from his house that God wants your house to serve him, to serve the Lord. It's time for our fathers to take their place as the strong man because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. The enemy can't come into my house. He's bound from my house. He's not coming into this house. He's bound from God's house. We're not allowing it. He's here illegally. We won't allow it. We won't allow it. As long as we're not neutral. Go to the next scripture. Look what Joshua says. He says, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. You know, many of us, our earthly fathers, we could say our earthly family, not all of us, some of us had great families, some of us have families that love God. But a lot of us had families, they didn't serve the Lord. They served other gods. They served lust and addiction and anger and hate, they serve those gods. I wanna let you know today that you have a choice. No, your marriage does not have to end in divorce like your family history says. You do not have to have that blood disease that's been in your family history. You do not have to be an alcoholic or an addict or whatever from your history. You can break that line of prejudice and racism that's been in your family history. God is saying to you today, don't serve the gods of your fathers. Don't serve those gods that kept your family in bondage. You have a new bloodline. It's the bloodline of Jesus, and you have a choice. Don't tell me you don't have a choice. Don't tell me that. Because he who is in us is stronger than he who's in the world. Look what he says. Look, 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 look how, look how this is put. And if it is evil in your sight, in your eyes to serve the Lord, in other words, if you don't want to do it, if you want to stay lukewarm, if you want to stay compromised, God says, well, then go ahead and stay that way. If it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day who you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. I love this. But as for me, but as for me, my house, nothing is coming in my house that God doesn't want in my house. Because as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. And whatever I bind out of my house on earth will be bound in heaven. 
whatever I loose in my house, like forgiveness, like the power of God, like freedom, whatever I loose, that's gonna come from heaven. But as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. This is what God is doing in the church in this hour. He's emphasizing there is no more neutral ground. You're either with him or you're against him. You're either gathering with him, you're scattering people from him. If you want to be lukewarm, if you want to stay on the fence, if you want to serve those other gods, and I ask you just to be honest in your heart, how have those other gods been treating you? You getting everything out of life you've been wanting to get from those other gods? Huh? All that partying and lying and whatever you've been into? Oh yeah, it's fun for a couple hours, but then is the come down and then you gotta face yourself. See, forgiveness is it's just not a problem with God. That's why God talks like this. Because you don't have to earn forgiveness. Forgive, listen, every sin, every sin that you've done, including up until about 30 seconds ago when you said something bad about me in your heart. God can forgive that stuff like that. It's nothing. We can clean that stuff up like that because of the blood of Jesus. Sin is not it's not an issue. He can forgive like that. Here's what God wants. God wants loyalty. He wants loyalty. Think of King David, okay? Great example. David, man, you talk about messing up. You talk about sinning and murder and adultery and all those things. So many of his years, his family was, was a wreck. I mean, you talk about someone that messed up and sinned, but God still called him a man after his own heart. Why? Because David was loyal. He would drip, but then he would get back. He was loyal. God is searching for some men that will be loyal. Okay, you've messed up. You're forgiven in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. From this day forward, will you choose to serve God? Will you in your house serve God? Will you be loyal? He wants loyalty. He doesn't want perfection. He wants loyalty. When we come to Jesus' table, it's about solidarity. It's not about if you've sinned or messed up, it's about you coming to the table and saying, Jesus, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to you. I haven't always been faithful, but you've been faithful. And I'm gonna stay loyal to you. If we could just get some loyalty, if we could just get some men, some fathers that would get the revelation that God has such purpose for them. We're in July 18th, Wednesday night, get ready. We're gonna start laying hands, um, and then we're having a men's night. It's gonna be like a, a men's night like you've never even, I can't even describe it to you. We're commissioning, we're laying on of hands. 
We're getting you wherever you work, wherever your, your marketplace is, whatever you, your school, we are equipping you to be a light there. But we need loyalty to God and to one another. Look at the next verse here. Look, he said to them, put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God we will serve, his voice we will obey. And the people, you notice this, they didn't think, they didn't even raise a hand, what have we been learning? They said, they spoke it, it needed to be declared. There might have been some idle words they needed to repent of. They needed to undo some bad words. They needed to undo some bad agreements. They needed to come into agreement with God. And they said this. So guess what? Here's the altar call today, right now. On the count of three, if you are a man and you're choosing to serve the Lord, you and your house, I'm gonna ask you to stand and I'm gonna lead you and we're all going to say this together. You stood up before three, but that's okay. Now listen. Don't stand up if you don't mean business. Because I'm drawing a line in the sand right now. And I'm going to be honest. And I say, I say this with all love and sincerity. Listen, listen. If you're looking for a church where you can just ride the fence and, you know, just whatever, there's, you, there's other churches for that. You can go and find another church, okay? But when you're ready to surrender your life God and, to God and step into your purpose, then you can come back. God's looking for some men, man. This is serious. How much time y'all think we have left anyway? I mean, I don't know if you, if, you, if you looked on what's going on in the world. Are you ready? Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, who will you serve? And when I say, who will you serve? You say, we will serve the Lord. And then I'm gonna say, whose voice will you, will you obey? And then you're going to say, we will obey the voice of the Lord. Are you ready? When we declare this, I'm telling you, when we declare this, get ready for things to break. Get ready for things to break. Because this is where we're heading. This is going to be one for all and all for one. This is no one being left behind. I'm gonna say, who will you serve? And you're gonna say, we will serve the Lord our God. Are you ready? Who will you serve? We will serve the Lord our God. Heaven heard that. That was witnessed on earth and in heaven. Get ready for power to come to your house. I'm gonna ask you, whose voice will you obey? And you say, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God. Are you ready? Whose voice will you obey? 
We will obey the voice of the Lord our God. Come on, give God a hand for that. Man, you can be seated. Just get ready. When you walk into your house today, something's going to be different. Because even if you were serving the Lord, you know what you didn't have? You didn't have agreement from all the other men. We're headed to covenant, man. I'm telling you. And when we get in covenant with one another, all the stuff, like so many people, like healing happens when the body gets whole. The more we walk in love and get in unity, it's like the body heals itself. If I cut my finger, that cut will heal itself as long as my finger's connected to my hand and my hand is connected to my arm and my arm is connected to my body. What we have in the body of Christ, we're so fragmented. We've got all the parts disconnected and we're wondering why we're not healed, why we're not whole, why we're not seeing the power of God. It's because we're fragmented and not whole. Jesus died, his body was broken, fragmented, so our body, his body on the earth could be whole. That's covenant. Okay, let's keep going. Look what Joshua says, be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Men, I'm telling you today, women, do I have permission to speak to the men today? It is Father's Day. I need to talk to our men. Okay. I know y'all are all fired up and you, and all of it. Okay. Watch. Look, be strong, Christ, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. In other words, the fathers before weren't obedient or they could have come into what God had for them. Men, I'm telling you, if we don't step forward and come into unity and come into obedience, we're not gonna inherit the land, the cities, the souls, the harvest, the blessings, the power, and everything else that God has for us. Look, only be strong. Everybody say, be strong. There's the strong man. You're the strong man because of who is in you. The enemy can be a strong man, but he's not stronger than you. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The devil's terrified of Jesus. Terrified. Demons are terrified of Jesus. On the inside of you, wherever you go, you know what you are? You are sacred space for God. Sacred space. You're consecrated. You're anointed. You understand? So no matter where you go, when you walk, can y'all still get me? Wherever you walk, God's there. God's here. God has a consecrated space, a sacred space that he can move through to minister to people, to draw people to him. We have this idea that we're just people who believe in God. No, we are people indwelled by God. We are sacred space for God. We're temples of the Holy 
spirit. And wherever you go, there is power on the inside waiting to break out. Man, I was at this place the other day and the Holy, you know what the Holy Spirit said? Clear as day. Are you available? Wow. I thought that was interesting. Are you available? I said, yes, Lord. I'm available. I am available. He said, okay. Get ready. Sure enough, about 30 minutes later, something happened and I was just going to keep going out the door. No, I'm, I'm available. And I go back. Bam. Ministry happens right there. God moves right there. Here's what's going to happen, men and women and everyone. Everywhere we go every day, we are going to come into a season where we are available and you are going to see the power of God and miracles and signs and wonders following you because we're not just people that believe in God. We're sacred space where he lives. And if we'll be available for him, he'll use us in mighty ways. Okay, look, everybody say be strong. Okay, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. Look at this, guys. We want to be successful, right? That you may have good, good success wherever you go. Why, well, who's going to stop you? You and God are a majority. Every place that you're employed, as long as, as long as, You've repented from gossiping about your boss. You've repented from not being thankful for the job that you had. You've forgiven. Come out of those unholy agreements. Put them under the blood. You get into agreement with God with thanksgiving and praise. I'm telling you that you will be successful, that you will get a raise, that you will be promoted wherever you go. There is no force that can stop you. God plus one is a majority. God is on you, not only on your side, he's on the inside of you. We're not playing church no more. All right, I got three minutes. Look, look, look. It says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then, look, then you will make your way prosperous. How many of you want to walk in the blessings of God? You know, God wants, he wants you to be. He wants that people to see that favor on your life. Look, and then you will have good success. Some of you have been having bad success. You have good success. Have I not commanded you? Third time, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Here's what I want to say. God doesn't ask us to be strong. He commands us to be strong. And the way that we are strong is by surrendering to him and understanding that greater is he who is in us, the strong ones on the inside of us. Therefore, you be strong. Know who you are. Know who's on the inside of you. Know what you got. 
Men, know that you got what it takes. Young men, I don't care if you don't have all the training, education, or whatever like that. When you go into that interview, you know that you got what it takes. And if God wants you in that job, you're going to get in that job. You might not be the smartest, you might not be the brightest, you might not be the best looking, but I'm telling you, you're the most anointed because God's on the inside of you. Favor, favor. Oh, I wish somebody would help me. I feel favor breaking out in this place. Your kids are getting a favor. Your wife is getting a favor. Wives, if you're a single mom or a widow, your family's getting a favor. And God's going to send you the right man in due time. That's a whole nother message. I'll tell you what I'm preaching against soon. This whole idea of everybody waiting till they're 35 to get married. We're stopping all this sleeping around. We're stopping all this stuff. Get married. I'm just saying, if you're a single man, man, we have so many sharp, good-looking women in our church. What are you doing? Get married. It ain't complicated. I might hang out on this a little bit. Don't be unequally yoked. You feel like God's calling you together? Get married. What are we waiting on? I'm just, you know, I'm just doing my compatibility study. <laughs> Have 28 points of compatibility. I was hoping for 35. You don't need compatibility, you need covenant. just need to give God a five-second praise break right now. Thank you, Jesus. And men, just so you know, you ain't getting a golf ball or a basketball or anything else for your Father's Day gift from us. You getting some anointing oil and a, and a towel to serve your wife and your family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here's what I want to do. I want to call up all of our pastors that are going to serve communion. You guys get to your stations quick. 
quick. <laughs> Man, God is so good. And I want to say that on, the, on our church app, we have a resource for you for dads and moms. But if you're the father of your home, it's how you can lead your family in communion. Even lead them in a Sabbath communion type experience you, that's a resource for you. It's, uh, it's very simple. It's sacred. It's a great way to do a family devotion. And to all the single women or divorced women or widows, if you don't have a father figure in your life, if you would just please let the church know, we would love to send over some of our best men to your house. Don't, they're going to be married. I didn't sound right. Best men to your house, watch. To lead your family in communion to anoint your house with oil and to show you how to do it with your kids. And when you take it with your kids, that's the time, even if there's an absent, if, if a father's not there, guess what? You turn them to God, our father. Because at the end of the day, we all of us only have one true father, and that's our heavenly father. Some of us have good dads. Some of us have, we've all not so good dads. So here's what, here's what I want to show us real quick. I want to read this real quick. And then we're going to have the first group come up. And, and this is going to go quickly once we get started. But I just want to remind everyone this. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It's very important to understand that the reason that we do communion in tables at the Lord's table is because of this very passage and scene right here. If you understand covenant, okay, from the ancient Near East, thousands and thousands of years ago, the act of remembrance is part of covenant. When you have an act of remembrance, what you do is you go back to the very first setting where the vows or the oaths were made. So what Jesus was telling his disciples, which include those guys and all of us, that when you partake of communion, you need to remember the very first setting. There was a table. There were disciples. No one took it by themselves. It wasn't an individualistic thing. It was a whole thing. And what, when he delivered those vows to them, basically, he was cutting the covenant. Now we understand, because we're, we're ahead of it, we understand, well, Jesus has already shed his blood for our sins. We know that sacrifice and we remember that as well. But in the act of remembrance at the table, God also wants you to remember not the not only the sacrifice, 
on the cross. He wants you to remember this setting. And when you take that bread and you drink that juice, you're telling Jesus to go shed his blood for your sins. You're telling him to go die for your sins. It's, it's a cutting of the covenant. And your part is loyalty. He's gonna shed his blood for, blood for your personal sins, die for your sins, and your part is laying down your life so that he can live through resurrection power, live his life through you. Watch this. You're, we're his representative on the earth. And that's what we proclaim until he visibly returns. Do you see? We're his ambassadors. That's why if you're not right with God, you, you don't partake of communion. This is solidarity with Jesus. So you, you have to be saved. You see, so if you're not right with God and you need to get right with God, if you're not sure that you're saved, the row over there, um, right there, Pastor Bob, stand up. We can, we can, God can take care of that real quick. You can go right over there. We, we can, you can surrender to Jesus and God will save you, forgive your sins. You're saved from hell and wrath to his love and eternal life. If there's any other issues, you can go to that row over there, okay? And, uh, one more thing here. Go, go to the next verse. It says, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This, that is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. Here's what the Apostle Paul's saying, and you can read all about this in chapter 11. The way that there was a lot of divisions in this church. There were divisions between ethnicities. There were divisions between rich and poor. Some people were like getting all the good stuff. Some people didn't have any. And what the Apostle Paul is saying is that the reason some of you haven't been healed, the reason some of you have stayed in sickness and even died, from that sickness is because you haven't discerned the body, what the body is all about, that Jesus' body was fragmented. His body was broken. His body had many divisions. His body had many parts so that our body could be whole. Do you see? So that's why, listen, at this table, this is the Lord's table. If you have unforgiveness against anyone, you forgive them, not because they deserve it, but because Jesus forgave you. This bread, look, this bread is without leaven. That represents, it's without sin, it's pierced, it's bruised. Jesus was sinless. He was pierced and bruised. He died for your sins. He provided forgiveness for you. And he asks you, as you're in covenant with him, you forgive others, just as he forgave you. There can be no schisms. There can be no, for, there can be no unforgiveness. There can be no prejudice. Listen to me, you're coming to the Lord's table. Some of you from your earthly tables, 
You might have learned prejudice. You might have learned racism. You might have stereotyped certain groups of people. At the cross, we are all equal. Listen, you got to repent of that. There's no racism in his body. There's no racism in his church. There's no prejudice. There's none of that. We can't have any of that. He died so that in his house, that wouldn't exist. We bind that from this house. Yes, we're all different colors and races and creeds, just like heaven. Okay, yes, we're African-American and white and Hispanic and Asian and everything else. But you know what? We're God's family first. Our ethnicity is second. Your ethnicity is important, but God is first. His family is first. We repent of any prejudice, ever thinking that you're better than someone. You repent of that. That's why this church was sick. Because there were divisions and people that thought they were above or better or smarter. Not at the Lord's table. Everyone has value. Everyone has a seat with those disciples at the Last Supper. You're just as important as Peter and James and Paul and everybody else. Do you hear me? Everyone has value. Everyone is equal at the cross. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we bless this bread. Father, we thank you for it. We break the bread. I'm going to ask our service to break the bread right now. We break the bread in Jesus' name. We bless it. We give you thanks for it. We thank you for the juice, Lord. We bless the juice. It represents your blood that was shed for us for forgiveness for the new covenant. Lord, we bless the bread. It represents your body that was broken for us, for our body, our body, our church, that we could be one, that we could be whole. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.